0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means you're listening to another episode of the Crown Cast. and it's a post-react, baby, and I still sound slightly positive, despite the fact that we have lost a game today against Nashville SC. I always have to remember to say SC because I don't want them to be mad at me. I sound slightly positive because I am a little bit more positive than maybe I should be and here to potentially be positive with me or potentially be negative with me is josh hello josh
1: hey logan and i think i'm gonna join you in that slight positivity oddly (laughs) yeah this is one of the ones that especially as like
0: you know we we market this post react as a relatively this is the heat of the moment right and right now the moment sucks like Losing this game in the way that we have sucks. There's no way around it. You cannot get awarded. You cannot have another team awarded a penalty in stoppage time that gives them a dead winner and it not suck. Mm -hmm. But we can reach out and, and sort of take our thoughts into the process here. And our thoughts are actually relatively good. We did lose. Josh, you feel good doing one crown, one card apiece? Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, as ever, I will ask you, do you want to start with the
1: crowns or do you want to start with the cards today? I always like to start with uh, cards. I like to get the bat out of the way and on a high note, you know, go in That's- with some positivity no matter what.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely fair. Um, let's go ahead and I'm going to say if you will give me your first card, then I can think of one.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, so I think I'm going to give my first card to, I'm kind of reluctantly giving it, but I'm going to give it to uh, Nathan Byrne. Um, I think he's kind of the obvious one because of the penalty giveaway at the very end. But I think in general, what we've seen from Nathan Byrne this year is just overall not been great. Um, And it's very disappointing considering what we saw from him at the end of last year gave us so much hope. Um, I'm reluctant because I do think part of the issue is we're playing him at left back. And I think he is just not a left back. I I think that there are multiple times per game when you see him on the ball and you can tell he does not have the left foot that you want from a player in that position. And so he has to cut it back or, you know, um, miscontrols it, whatever it might be. But in this game, aside from the penalty, I just thought overall, you know, he he had a tackle early in the game that got him a yellow. I thought that was justified. I mean, he absolutely took out a a Nashville defender. And and from that point, he did a good job, obviously not getting another yellow. But there were multiple times in the game where I saw him have to sort of pull out of a challenge, not be very aggressive because of that early card. Um, Was he the one that went in on that
0: challenge that sent the Nashville player like flipping? Was that uh, him?
1: I, I believe so yeah it was yeah, it, it was, was early
0: on the left side so I think it yes. was burned.
1: yeah it was it, <laughs> I was surrounded by Charlotte fans booing the ref for giving a yellow for that and while I was booing along with them because that's what you do as a fan in the moment on further <laughs> uh on further thought I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, he, he just takes the guy out and in the 60th, 65th minute, maybe I'm actually a little bit okay with that because by taking that guy out, it leaves one less guy going forward in that, in that movement. Um, But so early from someone in your back line, I I think it kind of hampers you. Um, And, and that's the thing with Nathan Byrne is I think every game we're, we're seeing sort of, unfortunately, three to four, five plays that you just aren't good um and so and so he's gonna get my crown and and again on top of it the the penalty at the end which I still want to see again but you know it it sounds like it's it's not a it's not a nailed on penalty but it's by all intents and purposes it's probably one of those where if it's not given for you for your team you're mad at it so you know I I think you kind of have to give him a card for this game
0: Yeah, this is one that I do think he probably deserves the card. I think it's right that you kind of say it's soft. I think it comes with the same thing that we've said before, that he's playing out of position. I think we were already asking him to play hobbled because he's not a young man playing in a high-speed position. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you say at the end of the day, sooner or later, father time catches us all, right? You are not going to be as fast as you were when you were 22 at 30. And I think Nathan Byrne is north of that. So he's already playing in a somewhat hobbled role. He's already having to lean a little bit further onto his experience. And now he's having to do it from the wrong side of the field. There are so many caveats to this that we could just as easily be saying, wow, what a performance from Nathan Byrne, because he's been set up to have an incredibly challenging task. And he achieved sort of okay at it, which... In the MLS, which, again, is the top league of, the, of North America, or is the top league of the United States of America, yeah, he, he is achieving functionality in that space, having really been given some walls to overcome. I don't think that that really has any effect on the penalty. I think the penalty, he knew what he was doing, and he knew he'd gone in too hard, and you can see him try and pull out of it. I think that he knew that was a penalty he was giving away. I don't think it was, you know, a malicious penalty. I think it was a moment where he had more momentum than he knew what to do with and couldn't control it.
1: Mm -hmm. Went
0: through and gave the guy a penalty. It's tough. It's also probably fair. We have a history on this podcast. If you give away a penalty, you tend to get a a card. So I guess that will lead me into my card here. And my card is going to go to somebody who... And this might start a fight on the internet, but (laughs) I I think that I might have to just overcome my fear of starting a fight on the internet. And it's going to go to Jan Zobaczynski. And again, it's going to go to Jan with a whole bunch of of these things around it that I kind of want to use this card to state a point and maybe even ask a question about Jan. In this game, Adilson Milanda has moved out to the right. And we've never really seen Bill Tuiloma be a super effective distributor of the ball. The role of ball distribution with um, Nathan Byrne to his left, who, as we've talked about, doesn't necessarily have the left foot to distribute up that line. With Tuiloma coming back into the side and with Adilson Malanda further up the field, kind of lands on Yon. And I think he took to it. I think he sort of took that mantle onto himself and said, yes, I'm going to do this. Love it so far. Love the energy, (laughs) love the hype, love the vibes. All great, right? But I think we saw some of the limitations in his technical game today. I think once so much of that weight was placed on him, he went out and tried the long ball. He went out and tried the diagonal ball. He went out and tried the beamers out to the wings. He went out and tried to distribute through the midfield hitting balls that could be turned on. And more often than not, he missed. There's an argument to be, to be stated here. Is that a question of we have found this player's current limitations? Again, Jan has time to develop as a player. Have we found this guy's current limitations or is he just not suitable to this? Right? Is this something that is not in his game and he's not going to be able to do it at this level? Because of how little sort of visual i have on this how little data i have on this it would be really easy for me to pin this game and be like this guy can't distribute he's not good enough he can't do this in this league we need him if he's going to be in he needs to be a defender and defender only we need to find someone else to distribute the ball i don't know that that's fair under these circumstances i think this was kind of his first real go at it and i don't think it came off for him today but because it didn't come off for him today i think it deserves a card
1: Uh, how unfair have I been there, Josh? Um, I think and we don't usually do. I think incredibly unfair. To be honest with you, Jan Sobaczynski was on my radar for a crown. I actually really enjoyed what I saw from him today. Um, I, I will admit, I think you make some good points about his distribution. Um, I don't think that it was good. I, I like his confidence in attempting those passes. They rarely, if ever, came off this game. What I will say, though, is that in his defending, what I really enjoy is I really enjoy a defender who knows when to just say, "Um, forget this. I'm clearing this ball out of here. And to me, that's what Jan did multiple times today. Um, There were times when he just said, I'm not trying to take a touch around this attacker. I'm not trying to play a pass and, and get us out. I am just going to clear this ball to the sideline. I'm going to head it out. I'm going to get rid of it. We're going to set up defensively. And with all of the struggles Charlotte have had in transition defense, that's why I loved it, right? Because he said, we're not going to get caught out here if I can help it. I'm going to get rid of this ball so that we can get back into defense. I thought he made a lot of good clearances. I thought he was in position a lot of the good a lot of times. Um, I, I think I'm going to err on the side of, of this, to me, is still a young defender. I see some of the, the aspects in his game that would lead me to believe that latanzio might say hey he could be our distributor from the back again i agree with you it didn't work out this game um but i just i don't feel like i can kill him for the distribution not working out this game um whereas i thought his primary purpose of of defending i thought he did just really well
0: yeah i can't necessarily fight you on this i do think from a defensive standpoint today i saw one mistake and
1: that Mm -hmm. doesn't
0: mean there weren't any others in there it just means that I actively noticed one and Jan was a busy defender today. So the fact that I only actively said one time on a guy who hasn't had a ton of playing time in this team on a guy who's 24 for a defender, which if you don't really regularly follow football means that he has his whole career ahead of him as a center back yeah. center backs, usually don't even start playing until they're 24. Yeah. Um, for this guy, I think there was one time he was chasing the ball back and he made the wrong decision and he gave up a corner. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a terribly wrong decision. There was just a better option. Yeah. His defending today was quite good. And I don't want to take anything away from him, including the fact that if he was told to go do this, if he was told by Latanzio, if he was told by the coaching staff, this is your responsibility, he did not shy away from it. So credit to him, if he was given this role and told, we are going to survive your learning, he did not shy away. He kept trying them. He kept going out. The passes that he picked, I think, were intelligent passes. Mm -hmm. They were just not executed well. Yeah. Right. So now that that we have used another card to hype up a player to an extent, um, let's move on to the players that we actually want to hype up Uh, Oh, actually, no, because you told me you have a a particularly interesting specialty card for us. Yes.
1: Um, So my my specialty card is a nebulous one, and it is simply for injury. Um, And I know that that sounds and that can come off as an excuse. But when I my. To be honest with you, when I walked away from this game, I did not feel I felt disappointed, but I did not feel overly angry Right. Um, I didn't I didn't feel like I was like, oh, we played terribly. What I felt like was, man, our injuries finally caught up to us and specifically our injuries on the wing. Um, And I know a lot of people are very excited about Brandon Cambridge. I know I am myself. I know a lot of people wanted him to start today. I will say he is a 21 year old who is a second round pick who was last year playing at the University of Portland. I still need to see him prove it. And so I say that to say we came into this game with one winger, basically, one established winger in, in Justin Mara. And I can't help but think that if we had had a healthy Vargas or especially a healthy Usuiac, uh, that we're walking away from this game with a win. There was a moment, um, to sort of show this, there was a moment where In early in the second half, I think it was around like the 52nd, 53rd minute, uh, Enzo Capetti, who was mostly played out on the right wing, actually, and also exited this game with a a potential injury concern. Again, card for the injuries. Um, He went up, he won a header, and he flicked it back to no one. And I think a lot of people will look at that and say, oh, that's bad on Enzo. But to me, what I saw was this is a striker who is used to having someone out there to flick that ball onto. And there was no one there. And that's because we were playing a striker as a right winger. Um, Again, it sounds like an excuse, but I just, the injuries I think are really hampering this team, especially in the offensive sense. Um, And especially with a guy like usually who has exploded into his own this season. Um, And it's something that, You know, for for a lot of people, especially people who aren't Charlotte fans or or maybe even some Charlotte fans they will look at that and they'll say that's just an excuse. You got to overcome injuries. Everyone has it. But we've had a lot to a very specific position. And I think it really showed today.
0: Yeah, I think you make a good point about that, you know, sort of just in general on that wing. I do think that the fact that Kamal Yuzhwiak has reached the point that he has reached makes us feel like we're gonna miss him if he's not in the team, no matter what, right? He's mm-hmm. so good. And we hope that his his evolution, we hope that his game continues to run on at that level whenever he comes back into the team. But right now, there aren't that many players, probably even in the league, that you would look at and go, that's a clear upgrade on on Kamil Yujiak. So it definitely one that we missed there. But, you know, you do mention that Christian Latanzio in the presser talked about a little bit of concern in a tight hamstring for another player up top in obviously yeah. Enzo Capetti, who I think did okay today. Like you said, I think he had a, a unique challenge. Actually, you know what? I need to stop myself because we're going to go down the rabbit hole <laughs> and we need to stick to the, you, you're right. There's a, a a soft card there for injuries in general. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go into crowns. And since you took a, an awkward soft card, I'm going to take a fun, soft crown. And I hope that this is taken across the fan base for what it is, (laughs) because it's very, very rare. In fact, I don't know that it's ever happened that we have crowned a player from a team that beat us. And I want to be perfectly clear. I am not crowning Joe Willis, who is, in fact, the goalkeeper for Nashville SC. I would like to give a crown to Joe Willis's mustache. Because I think that when you show up with a statement piece like that and you sit in that goal and you can twirl your mustache in a very like, it it was somehow at the same time like a James Bond mustache, but also a Wild West evil villain mustache. And I was just, I, I just think it deserves to be shouted out. I think that. That you get joy where you get joy. So you know what, Joe Willis? Well done with your mustache. It was spectacular. I am very upset that you beat us.
1: You should have let us score more. Very rude. Nice mustache. Uh, Thoughts on
0: Joe Willis's mustache? Uh,
1: Well, to be completely honest, I didn't see it from my vantage point, but I did Google it, and it is terrific. As someone who has had uh, some follicular, I think that's a word, uh, challenges with his own facial hair, um, I am jealous. Of it to some degree. Um, and so I think it's a great shout because if you're again, as you said, if you're a goalie, at some point the camera's gonna be only on you. And so if you're showing it off, it has to be immaculate. And I, I think it's I think it's there. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's definitely there. Okay, let's get into the people who actually did really well today because we from a we've talked about this in the past. I did my whole hey processes with flywheel, yada 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 stuff. I think this game was really, really good. And mm. we have talked about in the past how our frustration came from not seeing how it was supposed to run. We talked about how we didn't see where players were so spo- supposed to be playing. We didn't see the passing lines. We didn't see the, the controlled system. And we are starting to see it. We are starting to see the team click together. We're starting to see players feel like they know where their teammates are, which... Mm is amazing how much more we see those fluid-connected, high-speed, one-touch balls. I think that there are a number of players who really, really benefit from that in general. I'm going to take my first crown, and it's going to go to Adilson Milanda. Uh, I have crowned Adilson Milanda a number of times on this podcast. I have also carded Adilson Milanda a couple times here recently. And this one, I feel like, is a bit of a... It's almost... You know, there, there was a point at which Milanda was so good that giving him continued crowns kind of felt like it wasn't doing anything. Like, we just acknowledged Milanda was very good. And when Milanda had to take more of the weight of the team onto himself, we started to see some falters in Milanda. We started to see him losing a few duels. We started to see him not always making the best decision, that his distribution wasn't perfect. We started to see the cracks show in Josh Correct
1: Me 21-year-old uh, I think so. If he's not 21, still he's like adjusting 22.
0: Yeah. In a, again. We've talked about the fact that 24 is very young for a central defender. This guy has had a game and a half, maybe, of experience being pushed out to the right. And I think that he really performed his job well today. There were four or five times. That Hani Mukhtar, who we've talked at length about being an incredible player, wandered over to that that side where he was one-on-one with Melanda and Melanda just said, no problem, I'm having you today, buddy. Come on over here. We'll dance all day. And he got no joy out of Melanda. Uh, Melanda did a really good job of holding his spacing. Uh, I do think there's maybe an argument, Ewan brought this up, that he kept a little too tight and maybe gave up that wing. But When he went up the field, he went up with purpose. He was passing really well from further up the field. I think that that might be a a general benefit to his game, no matter what, if he learns to cross train here. He was connecting with his teammates well. He was holding the line well. He wasn't going so far out of position that he couldn't get back. And when it came to him handling defensive responsibilities in that corner, keep in mind, again, out of position, he didn't just do okay-ish. He excelled. He did good at the stuff that isn't his role at all. And then when it came to the critical things, because this team was always going to present threat, when it came to the critical stomping out of the threat that they were going to try and send over the top, Adil Melanda owned this game. And it was really, really good to see, even if this is the ups and downs of a player developing, because Progress is never a straight line, yada, yada, yada. Even if this is the ups and downs and we saw a really good one today, that guy's in there. And Mm -hmm. when he continues to grow, when he, if he's cross-training in this position and picks up more of that passing from being further up the field, he's then going to have more knowledge about how fullbacks work. He's then going to have that hands-on experience of, oh, well, when I was playing fullback, I wanted the ball here because this was the most effective way for me to get up the field. And when he moves back to central uh, defense, he's going to have that experience to draw on. He's going to be able to look at his fullback and go, I know where you want the ball, buddy, and he'll put it there. Yeah. That is exciting to me. I think that you can kill a player by taking them out of position, but you can also open up a whole new world in their game. A whole new world. I probably can't <laughs> oh. do that. I probably legally can't do that. I um, was wondering <laughs> if you were
1: going to actually go into the song, and I'm very happy you did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were
0: about to say you're very happy I didn't, which there are probably some of the listeners who are going to be very happy I didn't uh, on this episode. Logan sings uh, songs. <laughs> uh, can we say that? I don't know.
1: Please I don't we come can after. Say us. it. I don't think we can go any farther than that, though.
0: That's true. We only get 15 <laughs> second bits. Uh, anyway, so I, I think that you can kill a player by asking them to cross train or by playing them out of position. I also think that if that position is connected to theirs and they can succeed there, you are exploding their ability. You are mm-hmm. giving them a, a whole new dimension in which to play and understand the game. And if they can take it in, which is what it looks like Milanda did tonight, or the first steps of, could be real, real, real good. So uh, crown to Milanda. I think I went on pretty long there. Did I leave any meat on that bone?
1: So I, I was just gonna say, I, I think I'm, I think from a defensive standpoint, I was really impressed with him. Um, I, I do find it interesting. I didn't think that Nashville attacked that side of the field as much as I thought that they would because I thought they would say, oh, we have a center back out wide. Let's try to get in behind him. Let's put him in one-on-one situations out wide where a guy can try to use speed to get you know by him. And I didn't think that they did that. I thought overall he had a really good game, and I was impressed with a guy who is – for my money, a center back playing out wide. I will say I thought there were a few moments in the game where where it showed that you had a center back playing right back going forward where I think a more natural wide defender like a Jalen Lindsay would have attacked space a little bit differently, um, would have played some balls a little bit differently. I'm not going to kill Milanda on that, though, because, again, this is a <laughs> – this is a center back playing right back. So, you know, to say oh, he didn't know what to do in a certain position is is that's fair to me. Um I thought for for me I think it's a very fair crown because at the end of the day what you're saying is we had a center back who was asked to play right back and was asked multiple times to get into forward positions and at the end of the day he did not do anything that caused in my opinion issues or was super detrimental to the team and i think anytime you have that happening um that's a good thing so i'm with you on on milanda even if i think i'm a little less enthusiastic about the prospect of him in that position i think it was a good cameo for him in it
0: fair enough do you want to move on to your crown
1: yeah, and so you picked a fight with the, uh, the listeners with your card. We can't um, pick two fights
0: in one day. I, you know what? We're You're doing it. Write, we're if, doing if I get it. to do it, you get to do it. That's only fair. Um,
1: I'm going to pick a fight, I think, with my crown. And I'm going to give it to uh, Bill Tuiloma, <laughs> who I already know. I knows... wish you could see how hard I
0: just face palmed. Please explain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here's why I'm giving it. People are I already know that people are sitting there saying, Bill to Loma has given up what two own goals now all of a sudden, or all di- on this year, maybe another one. Our record with him in the in the lineup is not great. I'm gonna say this, aside from that deflected goal, which again, the process of Bill Tuiloma in that moment was the correct one. He, he should have gone for that ball. He should have tried to cut it out. It is just super unfortunate that it took the deflection that it did and flat-footed Kalina and went into the goal. What I will say is the reason I'm giving this crown really is because what I saw is I think... I don't think Bill Tuiloma is a left-sided center back. I thought he looked... So much more comfortable in what has been Milanda's role for the last 20 games or so. Um, and I thought he especially looked comfortable when we moved in possession into a back three. And so the reason I'm giving him a, a crown is because I, it, it's sort of similar to to Milanda in the sense that for us, I think he was playing a position we haven't seen him in, again, in that center of a back three, that right center back position. And I thought he was really solid. Again, we're looking at a guy like in Haney Mukhtar, who is one of the best players in MLS. And yes, Haney is going to come out with some some stats in this game. But aside from that penalty and that deflect, like that lucky goal, I mean, I don't really think that Mukhtar had a huge impact on that. And I think one of the big contributors to that was Bill Tuiloma. Um I know people are also going to have issues with him taking that free kick from Swiderski in the second half but I think people need to realize that Bill Tuiloma actually is a very good free kick taker. Um he has scored a few, quite a few goals from from doing that. Um, and so this is the first time we saw Bill make a start for a while. I maybe I'm being too too nice for it. I just I I think it was a good game from him, and I think it's just really, again, really unfortunate. If that guy has any luck, it's bad luck so far for us. Um, and I just I believe that it's gonna it's gonna even out as the year goes on. If he's given up two own goals and throw through bad luck, I believe at some point that's gonna even out, and we're gonna get some good luck from him um, in some way or some form.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here, and I'm gonna say I
1: don't hate it.
0: <laughs> um, and this is not something we discussed, uh, discussed beforehand, although you did sort of make a, a note in the chat that I did agree with that. He looks like he's playing fairly well on the right.
1: Mm-hmm. What I
0: want from Bill to Loma is to be a defensive rock. I don't think he was ever signed to be anything other than a solid. Here's a guy that sits in defense and defends. Well,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think he did that well tonight. And I think that I, when I'm looking beyond sort of the sphere of everything else and I'm going, i'm looking at this player and going are they achieving x plus x1 plus b7 which if you have played math or scrabble uh and yes i am using played math or scrabble there you will know makes no sense we have sort of traditionally looked at players and said how do they improve and can they reach a level that is special in their position If what you are asking Bill Tuiloma to be is just very good defensively, he is quite good defensively and probably does deserve a crown for this one for a couple of reasons. The one that stands out to me is he doesn't have a ton of experience over there. And he was having to cover for Adilson Melanda, who, as we discussed previously, had a good game, but also is going to make a few mistakes in a new position. So he probably had a little bit more on his plate this game than I immediately thought about. Yeah, I'm good with it. I think it's fair. I think I think I think you've swung me onto it.
1: Again, people are going to be upset with it, but you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you got to make some waves, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think you have swung me onto it. I don't think it's the one I would have jumped on. I think that uh, Carol was actually really good today. He
1: was, I th- he was.
0: I-, I think there are a couple of other people. I think uh, Justin Miram had another really good game for us.
1: Good bounce I- back from, from uh, I thought, a poor game on Wednesday.
0: Yep, good bounce back uh, would be a good way to put it. Oh, no, we're doing the thing again. All right, we've done it. We've given out crowns. We've given <laughs> out cards. And that means we have to wrap it up. I, I feel like this one. No, no, we're going to stick to it because we'll talk it again later. What is your sentence <laughs> to wrap it up, Josh?
1: Um, don't let this, what I'll call an unlucky result, cloud the progress this team has made over the past month.
0: Yep. I'm going to very, very strongly echo that. And I am going to say that this was a clear indication of good process for me. And that is Mm -hmm. what I have wanted to see. The loss hurts, but it doesn't hurt nearly as much as losing with no vision. All right. I think we've done it. We're going to wrap it up. We will go ahead and say that if you have uh, spent your time with us, we love you. And if you want to follow us online, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore crown cast. If you can find us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast, I did those backwards. So my brain has to flip the script there a little bit <laughs> and you can find all the amazing stuff that Josh and Ewan do on the website at crowncast.net woof. We will break all of this down when we talk to you on Wednesday. So for for tonight, goodbye. com